Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ. We're back again, this time before Huntsville, so it's a day early again. Sorry, folks. Let's get started, shall we? It's more than a day early. Shut up, Leia. <laughs> Shut up. They're going to know. What are you talking about? How are they going to know? How are they going to know? They're going to know when How's we get to the know? voicemails and the emails. Only the people who voicemail will know. <laughs> Only those that have voicemailed or emailed will know the secrets. Well. Secret those. Well, I don't want to trick our friends, so. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Uh, it's actually Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because to, to be able to sleep. Yes. And then live a life of doing, you know, work and other things. Uh, basically, the Wednesday after Ham Nation, recording the podcast, editing the podcast, basically not sleeping, getting on the plane or getting up to go on the Uber. Because you have to get a 5 a.m. My flight is at 8. Oh, okay. You're going to be fine, you so, baby. No, no, no. With a 5 a.m. Uber. Get you to the airport. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. We wrap up some of the... Sometimes these podcasts go to like 2 a.m. for me. You would have been fine. 2 to 3 a.m. actually. You didn't even need to edit. Just take the raw data with you. <laughs> oh, you mean just like edit, just go to sleep? Yeah. I'm not taking this laptop though. Oh. Yeah, well. Th- then uh, it's just extra stuff. This laptop's too big to carry most most places. Particularly when I'm trying to pack... Well. Particularly when I'm going to a ham fest where I'm already carrying too much stuff. Why are you bringing sand to the beach, man? <laughs> what? Are you bringing radios to a ham fest? No. Oh, okay. Then My camera stuff. Oh, I see. So that's not sand to the beach. <laughs> oh, I see. Wait, did I say sand? Am I having a stroke? What does she think I'm talking about? What podcast am I on right now? Welcome back to Weekly Beach Blanket Bingo. <laughs> We're your hosts. Little Chili in the Big Kahuna. <laughs> Little Chili in the Big Kahuna. If I'm in a beach bingo movie, I want to be Annette Funicello. Okay? She can't. Funicelli. She... Annette Funicello is Annette Funicello. You can't just be her. <laughs> no. You're going to be like Gidget. the Asian, the, 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 the retelling of, you're going to be Gidget now? Yeah. And the Flying Nun at the same time? Oh, man, that really dated us, I think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the way. I think I watched all the Gidgets. <laughs> all the, I don't even know. What do you mean? There was more than one Gidget? I think so. I might be mixing up things here. There's a name that kind of fell off. Yeah, too bad. Yeah. Well, welcome everybody to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. We like to kick off the podcast with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And today, uh, you know, this is a thing I've been been kind of trying to wrap my head around. So this isn't so much like the Ham Radio tip kind of thing, but I'm trying to figure out how to like make a video series explaining how to troubleshoot radio stuff to people. And it's actually like, it's kind of hard. Is it? Yeah. I, I got done, uh, I, I wrapped, or it's in the can. I just kind of edited it. Uh, my video for the Chameleon Portable Resonant Vertical Antenna. That's what they're calling it. The PRV. Okay. 
the Cha PRV. And I had all kinds of issues with it. it. Turns out it wasn't like it wasn't traditional ham radio things. It was just like a screw is loose. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a prototype, right? It's a it's a production prototype. It's okay. the first one. It's the only all one that right. exists. And it's gone through a bunch of individuals' hands and all that stuff. And they're making changes to it. It's not ready for the market yet. But um, at the same time, um, I I got to test it out, and I was having all this trouble with it. And it just it was the persistence of. Like going through and doing kind of the troubleshooty things that I do that I end up stumbling on the issue. And it wasn't until, so I, I had a feeling that it was going this certain direction. I'm like, well, we've kind of tested out the whip. We've tested out the radials. We swapped things out until we figured out like, oh, hey, um, it's it's somewhere in the coil. But there's no brakes on the coil. So what's going on there? And then I, I just said, well, I see some exposed, you know, Allen head screw heads. Let's try to tighten them up. And sure enough, there was a, a bit of play. Tighten them up. Problems went away. Everything got was what? done. Yeah. Perfect. So this I, is this is the thing that you had to go make multiple videos about. Oh, I think I shot three videos because you couldn't get it to work. I couldn't get well, I couldn't get like I couldn't get what I knew other people had gotten. So, like, there's another YouTuber who had this, the HOA Ham. Um, I think I'm the second person that got it. Plus, there's, there's just all the, the messages the that I got. HOA Ham? Yeah. What a smart, smart dude with that channel name. Oh, just invokes a lot of sympathy right off the bat. I know. You just have to subscribe. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I had already been emailing, you know, Chameleon, and they were emailing me back. They're like, no, this is, like, all unheard of. We don't know how why you're having all these problems. And I'm like, okay. There's got to be something else going on then. And so it, I just this got... This is totally unheard of. Have you ever heard of user error? <laughs> no. Not no. No. There's uh, a problem in the human interface. There's a problem between the keyboard and the floor. There's a problem with the biological <laughs> interface is what we like to say a lot. No, I so I took it out to my front yard and I just started going through all the things. I, I swapped out radials. I swapped out the, the whip. I used the um, the stainless steel, what is it, stainless steel 15? 17. Stainless steel 17 whip. I just made it the same length as the portable resonant vertical. Did, like, just about everything. And then I brought it inside, and I just started going over all the parts. I took the coil apart, and I started looking at everything, and I'm like, you know what? There's a bit of play there. And that was it. So that now, now like cap encapsulating that into like a series to explain people like, how do you troubleshoot WSJTX? How do you troubleshoot programming chirp? How do you troubleshoot programming DMR? How do you troubleshoot antennas? Like all this. Stuff. I mean, you just got to have, you know, the, the quick answer for you. Yeah would be for you just to search your emails for certain <laughs> phrases and just compile all of the I, you're, emails you're and messages right. that you've the right way. gotten questions on. Because I'm so bad at this. Like, I'm so bad. I think I have lived my entire career and every hobby I've ever done just cramming it all in my brain. Mm. Like I, haven't, I haven't wrote anything down. Like, I do now at work mainly because I hate losing links and I hate losing all that stuff. Like, I, I do that. I use like a one note or whatever it is, but I am like, I don't know. Like I have to be, I have to be confronted with the problem 
for me to start working through whatever it is I do. I don't okay. have it written down anywhere. There's no process. It just drives me nuts. But you have emails. Yeah, but even then, the emails are just like giving the answer. You know what I mean? Because I'm just like, oh, yeah, here, this is it. You know what I mean? Okay. It's not the process. The process is the important part. Okay, but why wouldn't you just take the emails that you receive mm -hmm. and then make a video responding to that question? Yeah. Yeah, you're probably... Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, yeah, I've already... I see what you're saying. Yeah. I think I solved your problem for you. You're welcome. That's it? You're welcome. <laughs> Leah, would you like to take a test? Oh, I... And here's your problem. Oh, no. <laughs> like it goes giving straight it, into this? Giving it right back to you. <laughs> there's nothing There's nothing that needs to happen before this? <laughs> nope. Oh, man. That's a... <laughs> I guess I'll get started. I am still in sub-element G1. I've seen almost... 60% of the questions. I'm at 59%. And uh, I'm getting a little over half right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey. Okay. Pretty good. All right. <laughs> the first question reads, what is the maximum transmitter power an amateur station may use on the 12-meter band? A, an effective radiated power equivalent to 100 watts of a half-wave dipole. B, 50 watts pep output. C, 1,500 watts pep output. Or D, 200 watts pep output. The answer is C, 1,500 watts pep output, because I've seen this question before. Okay. Uh, what is the maximum bandwidth permitted by FCC rules for amateur radio stations transmitting on USB frequencies in the 60 meter band? A, 1.8 kilohertz, B, 3 kilohertz, C, 2.8 kilohertz, or D, 5.6 kilohertz? The answer is C, 2.8 kilohertz. I did get that. Mm -hmm. I got that. 2.8 kilohertz. There you go. What is the maximum power limit on the 60 meter band? A, ERP of 100 watts pep with respect to a dipole. B, ERP of 100 watts pep with respect to an isotropic antenna. C, 10 watts RMS or D, 1500 watts pep. The answer is A, ERP of 100 watts pep with respect to a dipole. And you remember that, right. that one because of the dipole, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, my my percentage is dramatically increasing right now. That's, you're doing pretty good. Good job on that one. If you'd like to study along with Leia, we highly recommend. Oh, I'm not done. Oh. That was only three questions. So you had like four Are you or five. Along? Yeah, I thought it was. That was three. Well, if you're studying along with Leia right now, yeah. In between the questions. <laughs> yes. We like hamstudy.org. Yes. <laughs> it's a new way of dropping a link right in the middle of it. What license examinations may you administer as an accredited volunteer examiner holding a general class operator license? A, none. Only amateur <laughs> extra class licensees may be accredited. B, general and technician. C, 
technician only. D, amateur, extra, general, and technician. The answer is C, technician only. So you can only test the level that is below you. You cannot test your people who unless you're extra want to move up unless you're extra i'm saying if you're a general correct you can only test the one below yeah on which of the following band segments may you operate if you are a technician class operator and have an unexpired certificate of successful completion of examination csce (laughs) for general class privileges a only on the technician band segments until you have a receipt for the FCC application fee payment. B, only the technician band segments until your upgrade is posted in the FCC database. C, on any general or technician class band except 30 meters and 60 meters. D, on any general or technician class band segment. The answer is D. It is. Any general or technician class band segment. Highly recommend that if you don't have confirmation that your call sign is upgraded on the FCC database, that you just give a slant AG in your call for CQ. That way, when someone hears your call sign and they inevitably look you up on Kuro's head, they go, hey, you're a technician. You're not a general. How are you doing? You can't do this. Bounds. Get off my bounds. <laughs> and you just say, nope, I'm an, uh, I'm now an amateur general, slant AG. I just passed my test today. Thank you very much. You know, whenever. And then they ring the bell for you. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, bell. All right. That's five. Okay. Very good. Well, now... If, you, if you'd like to study along with Leia. I've heard hamstudy.org is a really good place to go. So it is. Check out hamstudy.org. We also really like the Gordon West Ham Radio Test Prep Books. And we have links in the description for this podcast or the show notes for this podcast for all of the above. And uh, our favorite for you for yous that for like yous out there. for yous out there <laughs> that like uh, the audio books. For the Utes. For the Utes. We like the <laughs> fast track to your ham radio license books. Those are on Audible. There's also links in the show notes for that. All of the above will get you not just your technician, but your general and your extra. So make sure to go avail yourself of those options. There's pretty much one for every way you learn, and you should probably try them out and work a couple of them in conjunction. So join the conversation. I that works. Yeah, that's how I do it. Yeah. How I did it. Oh. Join the conversation by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts for the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast and or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious, and we appreciate it. Before we got started uh, we, on a whim, Leah looked up, there's now a ranking list for podcasts. That's been out for a while. But Apple actually ranks uh, podcasts. Yes. So while we don't have a review today, we wanted to say a big thank you that the reviews do work because, Leah, what are we ranked in tech? 113. 113 this podcast is ranked in technology. Yeah. You know, I don't think we can take credit for that. It's really the amazing HRCC community. It's all of you people who've dropped reviews and, and left little feedbacks and, and five sent stars. Sent in emails. Sent in emails. Made good content, right? Because Sent in voicemails. Regardless of, of conning you all into go dropping a, a, 
of <laughs> review on Apple Podcasts. It's the content that the people are actually listening to and, and coming back for. So we really do appreciate that, and that's all because of you. Uh, just want to give uh, a little shout-out, a little dig. Bill Maher. Yes. Under us. It's true, yeah. Bill Maher. Can't can't keep up with the with the HRCC podcast in maybe the Bill Maher's field a ham. Of tech. Maybe. I, he, maybe he might be actually. Maybe, I don't know. maybe like, oh. he has a ham radio podcast He's, too. <laughs> but it's like it's technology. Why is Bill Maher even on that list? It, it, there's a couple I, of really funny ones. I don't know how they have determined where podcasts go. Like, like that Amish podcast is oddly high for technology. Yeah. <laughs> Amish tech is the most inventive. It's just all like into the unknown I will go, for I shall fear no man of peace. One foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. And Jebediah, is this a windmill you made made of wood? <laughs> no, it has to be just the most inventive, right? Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, th that joke didn't land on you, though. Kind, kind of like, like Cuban. Uh, the, oh, the Cuban yes. Inventiveness is. There is a documentary amazing. about everybody in Cuba who've just had to like make stuff last. Oh yeah. Since the embargo, and it is impressive. It is really impressive. I, man, go watch that documentary if you can find it. I don't know what it's called, but uh, probably gave you enough information to go find it. Cuban documentary pre-embargo or post-embargo. <laughs> pre-embargo. <laughs> I think that's called The Godfather. <laughs> I watched that one. That's good. Just the second first is okay leah welcome to the ham radio crash course preparedness corner with yeah leah. that's right that's what it is <laughs> so where are you where are you pulling your preparedness from this week the beat of hawaii <gasps> oh my goodness okay i have yeah. just more and more devastated so bad with the all of the pictures and the news. And I, I think it's also important to realize, like, we have wildfires in California. Yes. They tend not to be in very populated areas. And if they are... They can be, but it's not as dense as what happened in Maui. Right. Right. And in terms of percentage of land mass that is covered, mm -hmm. it's, I mean, it's obviously devastating for the people that experience it. But in the scope of all of California, there's enough space to go somewhere. Right. You can evacuate mm -hmm. out of danger. Okay. And there's enough infrastructure there for you if you needed to go stay in a hotel for a while. You know, yeah. So the the important thing to know about the California wildfires is it's not like 
a, a tactical insurgency or something like that. We know it's coming. Yeah. Even if there's very little warning. And usually there is a way out. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, you can all get in a car and, and drive in a direction away from the fire. And you will get away from the fire. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. There are, of course, exceptions to this rule. But the Maui situation was a little different. Yeah. Right? And, and I think it's... The reason I bring this up mm -hmm. is because in most scenarios where there is a catastrophe, mm -hmm. what they need most is money because they need to be able to go and buy the things that they need. Right? right. And they can buy it from neighboring areas. I don't know that that's really the case in Maui. Okay. So people are collecting goods. So that sure. they can be dropped on the island. So that because there's not necessarily a place where they can buy all of these goods that need to be replaced. And um Lahaina, Lahaina right? Was mm -hmm. Lahaina is kind of like the major tourist area. Right. It, it's the major hub of yeah. activity. Mm -hmm. Um and and the second city is I think where a lot of the locals well, it, it hit locals no matter what, no matter how you look at yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so if you were like, I, I haven't been to Maui in many, many years, like 98 is when I went to Maui. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's been a long time. Yes. I don't remember there being a lot of like large grocery stores, big box stores, right. Walmart, whatever. I mean, right? that's, that's one of like the things Oahu. that it's not. That's Maui. one of the things that Maui is still lauded for. You go it's, to Maui yeah. for that. It's a little slower. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm understanding what you're saying is there's probably not like they can't just go down to the lows. Right. Like, OK, we're just going to rebuild. Right. That doesn't really exist yeah. here. Yeah. So obviously, if you can find something locally where they're shipping uh, things that are being requested in Hawaii mm -hmm. over, I would consider doing that in this case instead of just donating money. Obviously, they could use the money. Uh, but really goods as well well this might be a situation where money is actually preferred i don't know well because again it's a logistics problem of getting the stuff to maui oh i think it might be there's tons the, of people trying to move things around in maui to okay. get it to the people who okay. need it a, a lot of times though in situations like these for remote locations it's best to provide money to the relief efforts because when they find where the infusion of cash is best needed to make the trip the most logistically feasible and cheapest. We'd rather just send the money to, to that area okay. and then have it shipped from there or flow out, <sighs> flown out from there rather than like you got a, a, a pallet of stuff in Texas that's been donated that we need to get to Maui. It would mm. be better that wherever the shipping lane is we buy the pallets worth of gear closest to that shipping lane to maui mm. you see what I mean? it's a logistics mm -hmm. thing yeah so i'm not saying do what josh says i'm saying look into this a little bit yes is what i'm saying but the other thing i want to talk about is the amount of looting that's happening post fire mm. it is and that's the beat of hawaii is talking about how uh the West Maui residents are experiencing a massive amount of theft. 
and they believe that it's possibly just to obtain the minimum necessities of food and water. Oh my gosh. Right. Like looting the establishments that weren't burned or this is like pilfering through the rubble. Like what is this? Well, I I guess the restaurants and okay. businesses that are still open mm-hmm. are experiencing high amounts of crime, but at night people are being robbed at gunpoint. I can understand. They're going yeah. through well, houses at night. Can't justify it, but I can understand why they're, you know, that may be happening. Yeah, and they're being robbed for things like food and clothing. Right. So it's it's not like they're breaking into steal Become cash rich. or right or anything you know or jewelry or things like that it's they're going into the houses because they don't have food or clothes there may not be any yeah I mean, again stores that's, might that's, not be available but right. that's what i'm saying i think that's one of the reasons that shipping things like clothes directly so that they are more readily available for the people who are impacted just to come pick up from whatever the donation no, centers you're, are. You're, you're, yes. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not still arguing this point with you, but I am. Um, there's a Walmart on Oahu. Clothes can be sent, can be sent from Oahu. It doesn't have to come from the mainland necessarily. You see what I'm saying? Sure. I'm saying that does exist. I'm saying, let's just get the money where it needs to go to get the help to them as fast as possible. Because obviously there's people that are looting at night and robbing at night. Yeah. That's a tragic situation. And I think what makes me the saddest about this, right, is there's – we have a good number of Hawaiian friends. Just the most giving, the most – like if you talk about like aloha spirit kind Mm -hmm. of – and and you that has to be the culture that they come from. You know, well, they've got to depend on each other in a lot of historically, too. Right. And even that more so. So if you take just such a good hearted population, one that has this culture ingrained in them mm-hmm. and they're facing a disaster and the only thing that they can turn to out of desperation is looting and crime and things like that. Right then I, I think that's a really sobering thought that everybody should consider when there is conversations of, well, well, everybody's going to be good in uh in a disaster situation. We're just all going to help each other. I don't need to defend myself. I'm just going to We talked help about everyone. this. Right, right, right. I right. made this point and I felt right. like you were not completely on board well, with I wasn't, uh, Well, I wasn't on board in saying that you absolutely need a gun. No, 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 yep. not the gun thing. Even oh. before that, mm. I was saying that we're we're you're a couple of days of society having an empty stomach before there's violence in the street. Yeah, right. That was my point. That that grocery stores don't have a huge stock on hand. Mm-hmm. There's really not that much food floating around if you if you understand the retail sense at any one time. It's being shipped constantly, right? Right. Just from this whole freshness thing, right? So. You're you're seeing literally people that, you know, at least what we colloquially understand is, you know, very giving to them to their own communities and take care of themselves, being in a situation where they're now, you know, robbing each other in some cases. Yeah. Sad. It's very sad. 
Yeah, so that's this week's very sad preparedness corner. Do you have any links for? I haven't vetted donation links yet, Mm -hmm. so I don't feel comfortable posting anything. Uh, But I know locally there's a a ton of people that I trust that are organizing. We have a really large Hawaiian population Mm -hmm. in our area. And uh, so the local Hawaiian seniors organization okay. is is where we're doing our giving through. Mm-hmm. It, specifically because I kind of trust, I, I, I do trust the people who run the organization, mm-hmm. but I know that they also have family there. So they are not necessarily going through these massive organizations but right. they are working directly with people that are there, you know? Right. Individuals, if you will, grassroots. Yeah. So, and if if you can do something like that, if y- you yourself have connections to Hawaiian mm-hmm. natives, yeah. then I, I think maybe that would be a good way to go because I do believe in yeah. helping the people that – that you know first, right? right. It, it can be a, a bit daunting if you don't know a lot of people from Hawaii. The thing to keep in mind, too, is that most people who have lived in uh, Hawaii or, or have family there, they're on Oahu. They're not on Maui, necessarily. Yeah, that's true. So even then, like you have to make sure the stuff is getting to where you want it to go. Yeah. Right. Because saying that, oh, I've got a friend who lives in Hawaii, but they're on Oahu, that doesn't mean that it's going to get to Maui. That doesn't mean they know anybody in Maui. That's true. Right. So, again, this is actually something where we got to be a little careful here. Yeah. All right. And this is nothing on what you're saying about the Hawaiian Seniors Club or whatever. I'm just saying for everybody listening, it's it's more nuanced than that. So it's true. Yeah. So be a little careful. Yes. All right. What's that noise? It's a primitive form of communication known as Morse code. You're right. I'm on a lot of practice. Stop it. Stop what? You're talking about me and Morse code. What the hell is he saying? It seems they're getting a signal. Old Morse code. Boop, 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 boop. We got contact. We got contact. All right. So the yet unnamed segment, learning Morse code here with Leia. So we were on level two, Leia. Level two introduced R. Oh, now I've done it. I'm resetting this. So we are using the MCT-73. This is a device made by Spark Gap Labs. It has a trainer, but it's also a keyer. So you can uh, both key into it and you can uh, listen to the audio output, which we have piped into the podcast board here. Leah, are you ready? I'm not. J- could you remind me again? M is... Da-da. Da-da. Mm-hmm. And then K is da 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 da, and then R is dit da dit dit da dit. Notice the difference between you're saying dit da dit, and I'm going dit da dit, because that's what it sounds like. Can you hear the difference? Dit da dit, dit da dit, dit da dit. Okay. There's a difference there. Okay. Ready? Mm-hmm. You gonna write it down, or what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna type. Okay, here we go. Mm-hmm. Three, two. 
I totally lost the plot there. Can you do it again? You got none? I think I got R M R K K. Yep. Restart. And we'll, we'll re- we'll M. And no, I don't ahead. think we'll, I got we'll, anything. We'll restart. That, Th- that okay. was not, you did not. Okay. <laughs> I didn't get any of it. You got the first one. Really? Yeah, it was not good. Wow. And three. Uh-huh. Two. The three is really hard. The three? We don't even the, got to three the yet. three letters. Are we not doing three letters? Uh, three, yeah, three letters. Yeah. That, wh- what do you mean? Okay. God, I hate to tell you. Mm-hmm. We're going to go through the entire alphabet. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, what'd you get? That was... Did it start with R? No. Did start with them? No. Oh, no. Then that's... <laughs> is the next letter M? Yes. And then is it R-R-R? Yes. And then is it K-K? Yes. And then is it M-M-R? No. Oh. It was R-M-M-K. Mm. Okay. Mm. So you're, you're at the right spot then. Okay. Wow. You're at the right spot. You need to be challenged. <laughs> you're at the right spot for now is what we say mm, right mm. you still have to lot lot of lot of uh challenges for you in the future great i i feel like i'm really being dragged into learning morse code i really what? i didn't really have any intention of learning morse code i really didn't have any intention of turning this into an entire segment but here we are <laughs> What's done is done. We can't go back. I didn't think I was going to be learning the Morse code. I thought I was going to make sure you were studying Morse code. I got <laughs> every one of those. Ne- every one of them I get perfect. Well, you're looking at the screen. I'm not looking at the screen. I'm Please. looking like over here. It's perfect copy every time. Please. Every time. K, M, and R are like my, some of my favorite characters. I get it. You, you've told me about Their your balance. Fondness of. R in particular. Wait till you get to L. <laughs> it's an adventure. The whole da-da, dit, that whole, the whole da-da, that's A, starts off good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get to R, da-da, dit. Wow. Da-da, dit, dit. L. Good stuff. You can look forward to that. I don't. That's coming. I don't know that I like this. That's that's coming for you. <laughs> coming for you. I don't know that I like this. <laughs> so the show topic. All right. So today's discussion for today is go on to the show. Topic. Topic. Show topic. The, the topic of today's show is gentlemen. Let's get down to business. I just feel like it's really against my will. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the best way to learn. <laughs> It's all the it's all the fad now. Is where your uh, your parents, the parents are enrolling their kids in in hostage learning. <laughs> I 
I'm surprised you haven't heard of this. So today was Edison's last tennis class mm-hmm. with this current uh, program. He's moving to a more challenging program. Mm-hmm. But I was weighing the, the new program that I decided on and this other program that is apparently completely mystical. Okay. What? <laughs> so nobody can reach the coach. <laughs> All right. Not by not by calling, not by texting, not by emailing. And everybody I talked to has said the exact same thing. That they cannot reach the coach. And even people that are in the program. Okay. Mm-hmm. The way the program works is they practice, I think, for two hours, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for tournament play on Saturday. But the place where they have practice keeps moving. <laughs> right? It's because I asked, where where do you practice? It's just, oh, you might be frustrated by this. <laughs> but we never know exactly where we're going to practice. <laughs> sometimes it's at these courts. Sometimes it's at these courts. But it's usually somewhere in Cerritos, La Palma, or Cyprus. <laughs> I'm like... But he doesn't answer texts, so how do you know where you're going? Well, we have one parent at one location, another parent at another location, and the first that sees them calls calls everyone else. And then I said, well, how did you – are you in private lessons? They're like, oh, no, we're trying to get into private lessons. We're just in the uh, normal league program right now. And I'm like, oh, so – it's a league where you're playing uh, with other tennis teams. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, no, no. It's all about getting USTA rated. I'm like, your child is a first grader. <laughs> what do you mean USTA rated? And I'm assuming this is US tennis? Yeah, it, it is the ranking across the entire country. Is this like the like, chess ranking you, for tennis? What are you ranked? Like 500,000th? Like what? Is this like uh like the chess ranking system where the numbers just keep going up depending yes. on how good you are? Yes. And how do you rank up? By playing other people? By playing tournaments. Oh, my God. Right. And so I was like, okay, well, when are the tournaments? And she's like, well, you don't know when you're going to play. Sometimes you don't even know until the day of. And I'm like, what, what is this? What is and I'm like, okay, well, how did you reach him to enroll in whatever his league program is? Uh-huh. And she was like, well, you just have to show up. Like, but you don't know. <laughs> you found the Hermes of tennis coaches is what you did. What have you done? Here, here is the ironic thing. I'm fairly certain I went to elementary school with him. The okay. tennis coach? Yes. And so I may I mentioned that. I was like, oh, well, like maybe I can, you know, we can do something because I I think I went to elementary school with him. And she was like, yeah, my husband's friends with him, but we still can't get into private lessons. <laughs> And I was like, he's friends with him mm-hmm. and you can't reach him? He's like, yeah, he doesn't respond to anything. I love this guy. And, uh, <laughs> like, what, what is what is happening? I love this guy's business model. It's amazing. <laughs> he created a 
he created a feeder group to add people to his uh, private training, basically. Yes. yes. And he only picks the best mm -hmm. that he wants to train. Yes. And the pool of candidates is always there. Yes. That's so insane. I think, however, that he is actually the husband of Edison's first den leader. Okay. So I have seen him. <laughs> like, What is this car park in here? That's weird. I have seen him mm -hmm. not that long ago. I should have just cornered him at, at the den meeting mm -hmm. had I known that he was this mystery coach. <laughs> That's hilarious. I didn't know. So then I talked to one of my friends who has a daughter okay. who is super tennis kid, mm -hmm. uh, who's a senior now mm -hmm. in high school. Yeah. So been through multiple coaches, been through the entire high school tennis track, mm -hmm. right? And I find out there is much drama in the tennis scene. Am I going to have to play the show topic stinger again? <laughs> People are very confused. We're supposed to be doing the show topic right now. I'm sorry. Okay. Why is there high drama in the tennis? What, well, apparently... Can you do it quickly? This coach, this mystery coach, mm -hmm. was originally the director over at iTennis that Edison was enrolled in that okay. he just finished right mm -hmm. there was some massive falling out mm -hmm. and the reason why the practice locations keep changing is that he has no home court he doesn't have privileges on any of the courts okay so then for the high school he partnered up with the high school coach mm -hmm. to provide lessons at the high school okay but then that high school coach made it sound like well if you take these lessons you'll you'll be definitely be on the team. You don't even have to try out. You'll definitely be in the varsity tennis team. So all the parents are thinking, oh, this is a part of the high school's tennis program. It's not. They were running these tennis lessons at the high school, promising these kids that varsity spots. for? They were paying for oh, and pocketing the money. This is sus. And now, even regardless of the fact that this coach creates CIF champions, now I don't want to have anything to do with him because he's so shady. Wow. So, so what do you do? It's a, it's a real moral dilemma. Do you go with the coach that makes champions, mm -hmm. even though it's a little bit crooked? I don't know. Yeah. So that's the show topic. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Learned a lot today. Mm hmm about ethics and morals. We do. And tennis. Yeah. <laughs> so the show topic is one radial, two radial, three, maybe four. Nope, 16. What? So today I'm going radials, to... Radials, radials, radials. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to briefly touch... Sabado Gigante radials. I am briefly going to touch on another third rail topic in ham radio. If you thought... Lightning protection and shack grounding was a minefield. Let me tell you about radials, Leia. Whew. Let me start. Let me let me paint a picture with words, okay? I thought you were going to talk about ham drama instead, but that's fine. That's 
Well, that's been going on too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. A lot of drama been going down. I, I was actually going to say, like, it, the more you get involved in a thing mm-hmm. and the, the more you learn about that thing, the mm-hmm. people involved, whatever, it ends up just becoming high school again. Like, terrible. I, and I, it makes me so sad. It makes me so sad. But that's not the show topic. As much as Leia would like to drag that into whatever it is <laughs> that she's trying to do right now, I don't get it. But here we are. So you know what a dipole antenna is, right? I do. Two legs. Right? Yes. And one leg connects to what? And the other leg connects to what? Uh, one leg connects to the antenna. It is the antenna. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so one of the legs connects to the center pin on your coax. Okay. And the other leg connects to the shield of your coax. They are both parts of the antenna. They're equally important. Okay. Right? This is an antenna in the air, likely in a horizontal configuration, right? Okay. Well, if we wanted to, we could take that, the pin side, Mm -hmm. the center pin. Okay. Leg of the dipole and ground mount it vertically, right? So a vertical antenna, right? With the whip sticking above the ground. Uh That's just one side of a dipole. Yes. It's the, the pin side. Right. Well, we didn't lose the other half. We can't lose the other half. Right. The other half is an an instrumental part of an antenna, and it still has to be there. And how we create that other half of the antenna is via radials. Now, a radial, you'll hear this from many people. It will be talked about in many different ways. Radials are the other half of the antenna, right? Mm -hmm. There's no one specific right way of doing it although there are recommendations there are good practice ways of doing radials you will hear people say you only need one or maybe you need two or you need three or you need four and they go off in each cardinal direction north south east west that kind of thing okay the reality is is that you use as many as you can okay let me first just lay that out Radials generally are going to be cut to one quarter wavelength or one eighth wavelength of the lowest frequency of the antenna that you're going to be using. Okay, I'm I'm confused because okay. a dipole is supposed to be two things. But if you have a radial, yes. that's not two things anymore. Correct. A radial is a bunch of wires on the ground. Right. Right. The reason why we have to use more than one wire, like you might expect with a dipole. Yeah. So if I just took the dipole and I made one bit vertical. Yeah. And I just took the other half of it and like snakeyed it, snakeyed it around the, you know, the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other side of the antenna, right? No, because of ground losses. Okay. The ground basically causes, interference is the wrong, in the wrong word, but it, it messes with the other side of the antenna, if you will. So okay. much so that you need to add more portions of the antenna uh, as in a circle around the vertical so that you get no nulls in the blank spaces as far as receive and transmit goes. I don't 
think I understand okay. what's happening because Okay, look at like, my look at my microphone. So stand. is yep. every radial supposed to be the same length that the one leg of the dipole? Hypothetically. It's going to be either one quarter wave or one eighth of a wave, the lowest frequency of the antenna you're trying to use. So the vertical, for instance. So we have a vertical antenna. It's just yeah. a, a rod sticking up in the ground. Uh-huh. Let's say it's cut for 40 meters. Yes. So it's a 40 meter antenna. Okay. I could put one radial pointing east. It's one quarter wavelength of 40 meters. One radial, right? It might tune up. Realistically, it probably won't. But um, I will be, the antenna will work kind of in all directions, but it will be the most effective on that eastern cardinal direction where that one wire on the ground is. Okay. It's the other side of the antenna, right? Okay. So let's say I take another radial and I do it on the other side. So now I have one pointing to the west. Now I have two radials. Yes. So east and west is where the antenna does the best. And by best, I mean there are no nulls and it receives well on the east and west, at least one space, if you will, one particular side of the antenna. Now two sides. Let's say I add two more and I add two wires, one going north, one going south. Now I have a radial going north, south, east, and west. Okay? Mm -hmm. There are gaps between north and east and east and south and south and west and west and north, where there are no wires. It's just ground, mm -hmm. right? In those spaces, the antenna will not perform as well. There will be nulls, Okay. right? So we keep adding more and more and more of these wires to flesh out the space on the ground where the antenna is now effectively transmitting and receiving. Okay. The best practices show and are generally agreed to after 16 ground radials, you begin to experience diminishing returns in adding more. Okay. So the rule of thumb, if you will, or the school of thought, is that you put down 16 one-eighth or one-quarter wavelength radials. I mean, is it is it just like you're putting out all of those radials in hope that one is most efficient no or that they're all working together they all work together because so a, a vertical antenna is an omnidirectional antenna it's gonna it's gonna listen on all sides right mm -hmm. well if you only have like one radial poking out one side <clears throat> it's not going to effectively hear everywhere it's going to hear kind of a little bit better on that where that one line goes okay right and then when you transmit there's definitely going to be nulls everywhere there isn't a wire it's going to be less effective mm -hmm. so you add more wires so the antenna can be the most effective okay mm -hmm. now i don't know if this is the scientifically right way to explain this but it's it's always been the it's been a way people have described radials to me radials are an integral part of the antenna system they're they're just a part of it they have to be included right for a vertical antenna where they're not included the coax is the radial the, the, the shield on the coax becomes the radial, right? So th there's never a free lunch here. You always have to provide a radial. With that said, the radial <clears throat> system, right, mm -hmm. of your antenna is jokingly referred to as the thing the RF pushes off of. 
to then go. Okay. So you have to have that other bit of it for the RF to push off and go off into the air with it, into the atmosphere. Okay. So you always have to have a radial system of some kind. Now, there are kind of two groups of people who go nuts with radials. There are those folks who are trying to build a permanent vertical antenna for their home, right? Mm -hmm. They're going to go buy a DX Commander, or they're going to get one of those uh, flagpole antennas that are like a disguised antenna, mm -hmm. right? They blend mm -hmm. in, you know, they're really yeah. cool. Those folks are going to try to put down as many radials as they can, right? And sometimes they're going to be hindered by structures maybe the flagpole's right up against the house on two sides or maybe there's a retaining wall that they want to put the dx commander up against or maybe it's just a a little tiny you know nine foot or let, let's go 15 foot by five foot wide just grass run like a dog run okay right? that kind of thing so the other thing to keep in mind is the radials don't have to be equidistant they just need, you need to get the most oh. total length of wire down. Okay. Okay. It's not going to, it's not going to perform equally well. So take that dog run, for instance, mm -hmm. let's say it's 15 on the length, 15 feet long in the length mm -hmm. and five on the width. And you put that antenna smack dab in the middle of it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, two of those sides are going to be pretty long, right? You're going to get, I don't know, eight close to eight feet on both sides, right? On, on two sides or seven and a half. Okay. Uh, and then when it gets close to that five foot, well, you're only going to have like two and a half feet on both sides. So the only thing you do is you just add more radials to increase the total length of wire underneath that antenna. Okay. Right. You just fill the space with as many radials as you right. can. Right. That's kind of the trick. But your goal, if you had like a perfect situation where there's unobstructed area, you can aim for like a quarter wavelength radial, but you need a lot of them. Right. That's like mm -hmm. 16. Right. If you say go back to 16, for an instance. Okay. So that's the home person. So if you asked Callum, DX commander, yeah. he did a video on this, by the way. It's a really good video. He actually has done many, many videos and he's talked about this. Oh, I'm up against a retaining wall. What do I do? Well, mm -hmm. you just have like a half moon configuration of radials. You, uh -huh. you get the wires down however you can, but that backside that butts up against the wall, mm -hmm. that's probably a null. It's going to be less effective on that side. Sure. The antenna will still antenna. It's just not going to be as effective. Okay, so that's the permanent guys. Those are the guys who are going to set up at home. They're going to use, um, they're going to use ground staples, lawn staples, right? You, you know what lawn staples are? Yes. Right. So you, you have your gardener or you yourself go in and you mow the lawn really low, like super low. You lay all the radials down and you use lawn staples to hold them down. Mm -hmm. And the lawn will actually like take over the radial and pull it under the ground, right? It will become Ooh, part of the sneaky. lawn. Right. So the, the lawn will grow up over the top of it, particularly in the summer months. You can get it totally, you know, pulled uh, down into the turf without much issue. Okay, there's that. Now, the other side of this is the portable guys. The portable guys aren't going to drag out 16 eighth of a wavelength radial. At least I won't. Most mm -hmm. people won't, right? Particularly if you're talking 40 meters. 40 meters, an eighth of a wavelength is like 16 and a half feet, right? 16 and a half feet is kind of a magic number, by the way. Cut your radials to 16 and a half feet. So what you can do instead is, um, if, you, if you, for instance, were using the chameleon, 
portable resonant vertical antenna. There is a uh, radial donut that has holes that are the diameter of banana plugs. And so you can gang up radials into one banana plug, like three, four, and you can have just a wire winder full of radials that you just plug into the donut, spool them out, and spread them out a little bit, and you're on the air. Mm -hmm. So you can get like, you can drop like five to 10 radial lines down really effectively. Wolf River Coil, they use four, sorry, they use three, and they're pretty long, but you can also take those really long ones, cut them up three ways, right? So take one long length, cut them into three pieces, and then gang them all up under one connector. Gang, gang. And that works fine. In fact, in some cases, <laughs> if it's eighth of a wavelength, it'll actually get you um, some advantages in, in some frequencies. So... Hopefully that helps. I hope that wasn't a lot of gobbledygook. That This is really something that I need to make a video of um, with some drawings and some demonstrations because I think a lot of people, um, a lot of people get confused by radials. And if you want a fun live stream I did, it was on, um, it was on the multi-frequency verticals antennas. I okay. set up something in the front yard live and I kept running back and forth from the front of the house mm. to, the, to the live stream area. And I had the camera set up in the window. Remember that one? Yes. Okay. So the the trick with that was I had I had the MFJ verticals and I had the toy box antenna and I had uh God, so many other so many other companies make either mono band verticals, trapped verticals, loaded loading coil verticals, if you will, uh, that you can tap out for different bands and whatnot. And they get such a bad name. And and I'm not trying to tell you that they're good. They're not good. They're compromised. But the reason why people have such bad experiences with them is because they don't experiment experiment with radials. Mm. So I showed in that video that I made multiple bundles of radials. I had that. The front yard was covered in wire, if yes. you remember that. Like mm -hmm. hundreds of feet of wire I had laid out. And we found, just through trial and error and playing around with these different antennas, that, yeah, you could totally get them to do a pretty good job if you put enough radials underneath them, mm. right? And so that was, you know, hopefully, but it was a live More stream. More so radials. It was a live stream, so not enough people watched it. So I'll probably end up making a, a video on that and talk about the importance of radials and how you could really get in there and, and really, really, I think, have a good experience, even though you're using a compromised vertical antenna. So there's your show topic. Thank you very much, everybody. There you go. There you go. What's happening? The staircase has changed, remember? Let's go this way. Before the staircase moves again. Hello, and welcome to the email correspondence tower. It is time that we read your emails, but before we get there, two stops. Building on the left is the physical mail depot. We I like depots. Mail. <gasps> we have, have some physical, physical mail. So P.O. Box 5101, Cerritos, California, 90703 is our uh, physical mail depot. Here is a QSL card I got from KD9NJJ. I'm not exactly sure what that is. What is that? What is that a picture of? Mm, it looks like marble to me. Is it? Is it not marble? Uh, look at the back. Oh, it's for 
Ben. Mm-hmm. Did you show him yet? I haven't. He's going to be so excited. It says, thanks for the contact, Ben. Looks like you had an awesome camping trip. Aww, that's, that's very so cool. nice. So thank you, Katie Nine and JJ. You were right on the spot with that. Now, Leia, this is from KS Zero GZK. Ready? Yes. Oh, <gasps> squirrel! Uh, is that a squirrel? That's is that a chipmunk. A that's a chipmunk. It is. Yeah. How can you tell? The pattern, the color. Oh well, this chipmunk likes ham radio. Like it really likes Jesus. That's... Is it a chipmunk? Looks like a chipmunk, but I guess it could be a squirrel. All right, fine. Anyway, it's an adorable woodland rodent. With is. <laughs> looks like it's talking into an FT uh, FT five DR, which I may take a picture of just so I can share it with you. Uh, he made a contact with me on FT. No, everybody needs to make a contact with him so they can see his QSL card. <laughs> <laughs> He had an inverted V dipole on an uh, ICOM 706 Mark II G. Thank you for your uh, commitment to inspiring new hams like me. 73. Very good. From Chain? Would you say that's Chain? Chain. Chain. Yeah. That might be the first Chain I've ever That's true. Ever met. Well, th those are super cool QSL cards. Just, Thanks, guys. You gotta play Fleetwood Mac all the time, right? What? <laughs> Why? I mean, it's not spelled the same, but chain, chain, chain. No, uh -oh. chain. <laughs> what chain you... of fools. Is that, <laughs> that's a Fleetwood Mac song to you? All right. Anyway, what song oh, are you talking year. about? Now we'll never break the chain. Oh. You don't love me now. This is from Quirky QRP. Ooh, Ooh. that's James Hannibal, right? The, the, the one, the only. So this, uh, I have no idea what to expect. I I am expecting something from him, but I didn't. I don't know that I was expecting this, so I don't know what I'm opening right now. I don't know. It's sandwiched between two pieces of cardboard. Two though. pieces of cardboard. Oh, there is a, uh, there is a, oh! Is that a license plate? It is a license plate cover. I love that. Oh, it's a nice, this is a really good license plate that doesn't require you to put your call sign on it, yes. but makes it obvious makes that it you're, you're a ham. ham. I like it. Yeah. It says monitoring 146.52 megahertz. It's very simple. Uh, James, if you could make the font a little bit bigger. I think I, I would like say it. it. Oh, no, I love the font. The font choice is great. He says, I thought your viewers who have mobile rigs installed might find this useful. Feel free to keep it or give it away to a lucky viewer on your show. Help keep the National Simplex calling frequency alive and active. 73 from James Hannibal, KH2SR, Quirky QRP Ham Radio. We'll drop a, a link to Quirky QRP. He has an Etsy store where he literally comes up with quirky, interesting, fun little things mm -hmm. uh, for amateur radio. He's been on an absolute terror bringing out these really, really interesting info mats or just like info sheets, if you will. But then adopting them to like things that we kind of need in the shack, like a neoprene mousing material, like a large one, like a huge surface work area mat. He has clocks. He has clipboards. 
He has um, watch bands for like the i the Apple Watch. Nice. All kinds of really fun stuff, and it's all like just information for amateur radio. So we'll we'll definitely drop the link so you guys can go check that out. But um, that that's a really cool. I'm gonna put that on the truck. That's gonna be good. I, I like it, James. Oh, Thank you're not you. gonna give it away. How selfish. Yeah, no, I'm gonna keep this one. Wow. So I'll probably put. Uh, I I have been. I have like four items, uh, from James that are all part of this like info thing that I'm. I have a video idea plan that I'm trying to like, make happen. Mm-hmm. But every time that it's time to make happen, make I have to. Up. I have to go. You know, do something. So it's mm. been like San Francisco and then the, the backpacking trip and Huntsville. So once we get on the other end of You've it. You've been doing a lot of traveling. I know. Crazy. And like mostly without me. What? Yeah, mostly without me. You can go, again, I've said many times, you can go to Huntsville. What about they, the kids? They welcome, they want you to, they want everybody to come. They told me. Huntsville told me. But the city of Huntsville yeah. told you that. Yeah. You've been yeah. talking to the entire city? I mean, it's they're dreams I'm having, okay? <laughs> no, the kids can't miss school. Panoramic was, time is over. I had a I had a work meeting early in the morning. Mm-hmm. It was with this uh As you do. This company that provides um their contracting. It's a uh-huh. contracting agency. Yeah. And the guy said uh, one of the guys, turns out he's like a director or something like that mm-hmm. for the company. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm centered out of uh, Huntsville. That's where I live. It's also a huge aerospace you know, hub, yeah. so uh-huh. it makes perfect sense. And I'm like, guys, I got to go. We're already like 30 minutes over. My boss is still there. My colleague is still there, but I have to go get ready for another meeting. So mm-hmm. I'm like, sorry, I got to head out. And I'm like, hey, but are you going to be back in uh, Huntsville this weekend? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I am. I'm like, you should come down to the Von Braun Center. Mm-hmm. Huntsville Ham Fest is going on. You did on. this in front of your manager? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hear me out. There's probably a lot of engineers in the crowd mm. full of amateur radio operators. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, I'll, and I'll be there. And my boss goes, yeah, this guy's like famous on YouTube or something. <laughs> <laughs> and so both of the, the you know, the, the, the recruiters are like, or not the recruiters, the contracting people are like, Really? And I'm like, well, yeah, I talk about amateur radio. It's kind of engineering related, all that stuff. Yeah. And they're like, oh, no way. So I think that guy might show up. I don't know. We'll see. So we'll see. So bring your resumes. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? I've been trying to figure out how I can parlay the two, amateur radio. You can't. No. Yeah. I'm still going to try and think. I'm going to think about it. Yeah. I'm going to think about it. You keep thinking about that. Okay. <laughs> so, so we're leaving the physical mail depot and we're heading on over to the voicemail annex. And if you'd like to voicemail us, and by that we mean you read your email via your phone box into our repeater. Yes. Which we call our voicemail box. Yes. <laughs> we'll play it on the show. And Leah, how would someone do that? They can call 562-334-2389. Mm-hmm. All right. Away we go. Hi, Josh and Malaya. This is uh, Andrew, K-E-8-F-A-T, hey, Andrew. from good old the Hoosier State of Indiana. And no, I'm just uh, calling back to follow up about um, my, my mom's NaNoWriMo book. Um, oh, yeah. I heard questions. Uh, she, she published, I believe, five novels um, that she wrote during NaNoWriMo. Wow. Uh, self-published. 
they're available on Amazon. Um, Good for but, her. Uh, she self-published five novel, novels uh, through NaNoWriMo. And um, she's, I'm not going to say they're like number one New York Times bestsellers or anything. Um, not even enough to like replace a day job. But she has, she has sold a, a decent amount. Uh, she sold enough one year that uh, the state of Michigan sent her a letter uh, a couple years later saying she didn't pay, uh, pay them their sales tax. Uh, for X number of books she sold, so she sold enough to get on the get on the radar of the state of Michigan Department of Revenue or whatever it's called. But um, but yeah, it's, um, she sold books uh, kind of locally, went to little uh, little events and stuff, and um, enough to she has copies of her books in the local Jackson District Library. Wow, in, uh, in Jackson, Michigan. So that's so, yeah, awesome. Um, she's, it's more of like like what Leia was saying. It's more like a passion project, just getting the thing out there more than like about commercial success. But uh, yeah, the, so that's her, that's her nano experience. Um, well anyway, uh, bringing it back to ham radio, I actually do have something uh, ham radio to talk about. Ham radio related to talk about. I don't know how to speak. But um, this, this coming Wednesday, I'm uh, go- driving two hours to go see Oppenheimer at and the by that, Indiana he means Barbie. in That's Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go see it at the 1570 IMAX. So I'm very excited about that. That's nice. going to be but, great. Um, the <laughs> is I am going to stop at, I'm going to try to stop at at least four, or excuse me, at least three, possibly four Poda Park. Wow. Three parks on the way. And then the Indiana State Museum is actually within uh, White River State Park in Indianapolis. So I've heard um, I've heard that White River is kind of hard to get activated just because of the parking situation there. Um, Why do you have to so drive two hours to, to see the movie? Find though. a park bench and set up or looking for the not set up at all. I only mm-hmm. have a 12 amp hour battery, so we'll see how much I get. But I'm planning on uh, doing a couple photo parks there and then going to see the movie and then driving back home nice. to the Fort Wayne area because I really don't. That way, if I activate a couple photo parks, I'm not driving two hours just to see a movie and then driving back. Yeah, that's so a I'm good question. Make it a whole that day I of it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll let you guys know how that how that Poder Road goes after. I'm pretty excited about it and pretty excited to see the movie. Oh, well, you timed cut out. him off. Hang wow, on. Leah. Wow. Timed out. Wow, Hold you on. cut him right off. Jeez. A- Andrew's back. Jeez. Hey, guys. Oh. Uh, it's me, Andrew, again. I timed out the scene. The nice lady said goodbye. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway, I'll just wrap up what I was saying because obviously I talk too much. Um, yeah, Oppenheimer, Indianapolis, Poda. Hopefully that goes well, and I'll maybe call in again um, to see how many of those parts I was able to get out. Yeah, yeah, do. yeah, we'd love to hear uh, that. About my experience. This is, um, I've only, I, I've gotten a lot of contacts at a, at, um, of one Poda Park, I'm trying to trying to basically take Carlos Cadiano and I'm trying to take his number one spot from that park. Uh, he's got, I think, close to 2,100. Take that, Carlos. That park, and I've got 1,200. Andrew's so coming for you. I'm, oh my I'm gosh! I'm totally creeping up there, but I'm hoping to be thrown on the top. But I've I only, had no idea he had that I've many. Lot, I've done a lot of different Poda activations, but only at two different parks. So I'm kind of excited to go to these these different state parks on the way, and then um, and then go see the movie. I won't spoil it, but they do end up building the bomb. So, oh, man. Anyway, uh, Japan was mad. 73 and <laughs> peace out. This is K E A F A T. 
Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Andrew. For the update on your mom's NaNoWriMo and your CODA adventure plans. I want to mention this before I forget. I'm going to have Friday is going to be a light day in Huntsville. So you're going to go see the Barbie movie. Yes, we're going to go see Barbie. No, we're going to go to the uh, the Air and Space Museum. Oh, that's not the barbie movie yeah you know the funny thing so, about the oppenheimer movie about can i just finish like yeah. in case people were interested <laughs> okay, that i sorry. was going like okay we're gonna try and meet there around 10 a.m so if anybody's in that area they don't have anything to do on the friday hop on over to the museum we're gonna go there around 10 a.m that's what i'm gonna do so there's my plan that's the plan how many times have you been there zero never never been i never had the time never had the time Wow. I've always just been running around like a crazy person. You're not going to save it for the trip that the boys come out? You keep telling me it's never going to happen. <laughs> and if they keep moving the damn school up a week, we had an opportunity like two years ago. They, this only ha- I'm so, I'm so tired of them moving the school up. I'm, I think this is it. I think this is where school... No, it needs to go back. It needs to go back. Gonna what gonna is, go back. Like after Labor Day, isn't that when it's supposed to be? They are trying to align the school year with the AP testing calendar. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I think AP tests are done in May. The nerds have ruined it again. (laughs) Trying to make us do more school. They figured it out. It's not more school because you get out earlier. But I think the problem was that. All of the AP test students, which is a significant number yeah, in high school. Yeah, all the nerds. That they would take their AP test and then it would be a month of nothingness because they took their test already. Now they don't care what anybody has to say in class. It's like, I already did my AP lit or my AP US constitution. So they moved everything for the nerds. I mean... I. I think everybody actually takes the AP test now. Is My God, not? what have they done? We're all nerds now. <laughs> oh, I have another voicemail from Andrew. I'm just going to play it right now out okay. of order. Hi, Josh and Leah. This is uh, Andrew, K-E-8-F-H-B. Hey, Andrew. And I just heard y'all read my email. And I guess I should, uh, should clarify two things. Uh, the first thing with the 706, I don't plan on getting rid of it. However, the power output has recently gotten even lower. And um, apparently it's quite a common problem, uh, especially in the Mark II G, or um, excuse me, the MKIIG. Um, that, um, the uh, the Prol 2, thank you. Oh, yeah, the capacitors <laughs> apparently tend to go bad. So I might need to look in. Actually, I'm definitely going to look into getting the capacitors replaced. And so if anyone has any suggestions of where to go to get the capacitors replaced, I'm all ears because I don't know if Icon still services um, those older radios. But um, Rob on the HRCC Discord um, told me that it's most likely the capacitors and I should get those replaced before it causes other components to fail. So I'm kind of using the AGC FP450 as both my stack and photo rig, but um I want to save up some money and find someone who can look at the 706 and replace the capacitors uh, to get it to, to get it back into working order. Um, yes, it has fallen out of an airplane several times, so that might be part of the reason why <laughs> yeah. uh, it's giving giving me the issues. But I, I do want to get it fixed and get it taken care of and brought up to its former glory because that would make a great photo rig. Or if I end up doing a mobile install, it'd be a good mobile rig too. 
Um, the second point, uh, as far as uh, postal employees being called the boys in blue, that's not really a thing. I just made it up. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Thank you. Uh, not to get confused with the other more prominently known boys in blue. Um, uh, postal boys in blue. Um, maybe that. I would be cool if that catches on. I think it's kind of funny, but um. Anyway, oh, that's what I can call uh, it from now on. Ah, uh, yes, the boys in blue. <laughs> Thank you so much, Andrew. Uh, yes, the well, I hope you get that Are you talking about the cops? No, I'm talking about our <laughs> wind, rain, or shine postal service members. They show like, up every day. Okay. They show up every day. Except Sundays. Except, no, they show up Sundays, too, to drop off Amazon now. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. And they come back, and you're like, but... I mean, what, don't don't you worry about the police not having. Hey, our boys in blue have doused many a dog in OC spray. <laughs> did, did Out there ever, on the front line. Did we ever tell a story about George and the postman? I think we we might have, right? I think we did. If anybody saw my Instagram, George is George is old now. George yes. is our cat. Black cat. George was half the size he used to be. George Kate. He was a formidable cat. Like the... Fighting raccoons. Literally... <laughs> cornered him under cars. Just like, afraid of nothing. Fought every animal. Everything. <laughs> and, and he is well into his his twilight yes. days. If not... Year, uh, can, if not You day. can tell he's really slowing down. And he's, he's done. He's yeah. done. Um, but we had somebody drop off a package from Amazon and George was meowing the whole time, but apparently snuck up on the guy and the guy <laughs> lost his, yeah. his vibe. Get the ever loving out it, of him. It was just, he was through his phone. Um, <laughs> and George didn't even do anything. He was right. walking up. George is way more aggressive in other situations. But this past, when we were in, uh, in uh, China or in uh, San Diego, Jeez, San, San Francisco, Francisco, totally wow, wrong. Wow, okay? I'm all over the place. We had a neighbor come over to try and get a box. He said he couldn't. He said he couldn't. George was just camping the box. Yeah, aggressively and, keeping people away from it. I was and like, growling well, at it. I and, guess. I guess we don't need anybody to pick up the packages. George has got it. <laughs> and he's he's from Taiwan, right? Yes. Uh huh. So then I called. The Filipino, the Filipino neighbors. Yeah. And he just got it. He just walked over and picked it up. He's like, yeah, George was a little bad, but I got it. Like, Thank you, <laughs> George Adrian. George was a little bad. <laughs> George so also funny. knows Adrian better. Well, yeah, he's known yeah. him for over 10 years now. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. let's not act like like Larry is some kind of wuss or something. <laughs> eh, Larry could he could have sacked up a little bit. I mean, Larry smells of uh what he is brought it? The French dog over. French bulldog. He brought the dog over to <laughs> yes. get the package at yeah. first at the first run and he's like, "Yeah, George seems like he was a bit cornered when I brought him up." <laughs> that's, yeah, the dog. <laughs> that's your first mistake. <laughs> it's like, "Well, yeah, okay." Doesn't do good with dogs. Chloe hates him. <laughs> uh, which cracks me up is like, "Chloe, you did not know this cat. It is heyday. Yeah, you, <laughs> you would, would be stand afraid. No chance against <laughs> his cat. If you, if it was like six years ago, who, oh buddy? You would not even have touched this cat. <laughs> he doesn't even. You know, I've invited him like inside. I because he used to be an indoor cat. Decided he wanted to be an outdoor cat. Right by attacking you. 
<laughs> he attacked you when you were pregnant, and then you were like, well, that's it for you. Bye-bye. No, I think he uh, went after one of the boys, too. He's an, I mean, he's an aggressive cat. Yeah. We, we saved him from drug addicts. Yeah, so. from like a crackhead's house. Yeah. yeah. He's probably just constantly dripping balls. <laughs> like, <laughs> like. Yeah. So, uh, but I have, you know, I have been trying to get him back in the house. He wants nothing to do with it. No. Yeah. So, <laughs> sad. I go out and I pet him for a little bit. I try to give him like extra special snacks. Like salmon skin and things like that. Doesn't want it. No, he ate some of the salmon skin, but he didn't eat all of it. That's okay. <laughs> he, okay. He's just like, that's enough. You know? Yeah. <sighs> it makes me sad. Yeah. It was our first pet together. First pet we didn't want. Yep, that's right. Oh, that's true. He just, he made himself at home. No, you purposely left salmon out. You you that cat was so that kit, hungry. You lured that, that cat in. That cat was so hungry. You yeah. went out and bought salmon. And I'm you sure I didn't have it. I'm sure you bought it for this. And no, you, I don't think so. I yes, think I had you it. orchestrated this whole thing. But then he started coming in and sleeping on our couch. You orchestrated That's... this whole thing. <laughs> Such a sweet cat. He was never mean to me. He swiped at you, and that's why you kicked him out. He attacked you when you were pregnant. No, he also went after the boys. He was indoor, hey, outdoor for a while. The only person to attack was me. Huh? He didn't attack me. That cat has never attacked me. Ever. That cat and I were always super chill. <laughs> no, he went indoor, outdoor for a while. And then I think it was Charlotte that was just like, he was done. No. Like. It was you. No. Hey, hey, Chloe. Chloe. She barked at the door like, let me in. Hey, guys, I want to be on the podcast. All right, right. let's go. FYR, Kate Fire. Yeah, listen. Hey, Han Solo. On on the the, uh, August 11th podcast. And I do not schedule conferences. (laughs) (laughs) So so, uh, that's just luck of the draw there. I do schedule all the classes. I am the training director. And so uh, uh, I don't do it, though, based on the Poto Soda sites. Are you sure? Based on the Major League Baseball schedule. I'm in some of those cities. I'm just happy there's some kind of collusion going on. Look at the draw when I get to uh, finally get to a state that I haven't had before for the for the radio stuff. Uh, I'm not going to say it's uh, good for me or it's usually unfortunate for everybody that most places have uh, narcotics or explosives or other chemical spills that our equipment is used for. So that's just uh, happens to go everywhere, including North Dakota, where I've been to Rapid City and some others uh, for that same kind of training. But yeah, that's how I uh, get around so much is that every place has a police department or a narcotics unit or a bomb squad or a hazmat team. And so uh, that's how I end up going all over the place. Well, anyway, uh, looking forward to the uh, next activations at the end of the month. This is Ham Solo K0FYR73. So like, K-Fire is just the man. He, oh, yeah. He is the one that has the – nobody else has the knowledge. I, he just I, has to go and teach everybody let me tell you, what he knows. Let me tell you how I know someone would be, would be fun to talk to. Mm-hmm. Listen to him talk in the voicemail. Yeah. So upbeat. Yeah. Jovial. Love it. 
very passionate about the things he does, like to to a degree that most people are not. Like jolly, would you say jolly? Jovial. I think jovial was a nicer okay. word. Jolly makes you think like Saint Nick. Oh, I guess. Right. Yeah. I just think jolly is like very joyful. That's why you would say jovial. Jovial. Is... <laughs> Like it was a better word. I I decided, Leah. What? Obviously, you disagree. You 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 disagreed with me twice over the. I the don't word. disagree. I'm agreeing with you with synonyms. <laughs> I'm a thesaurus. <laughs> Rawr. <laughs> you got it. Thank you. That was I got it. That was it. That was it. He's <laughs> like a dinosaur. Yes, Leia. He's like a dinosaur. Yes. <laughs> I can't believe. That's funny, Chloe. <laughs> Did you hear that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So jovial, yes. very very strong communicator. You can tell yes. obviously he's mm -hmm. done classes and whatnot. Um yes, like very passionate about what he's involved in. Now we found out, you know, major league baseball. But then it's like, oh yeah, also I teach people about like <laughs> bomb disposal. <laughs> those are the people that i want to talk to like you have a dinner with you know sit yeah. down and be like you know can i just totally competent people can i just bounce questions off you like what you do like what is it that you do because you you obviously are not just competent but you're competent to the point that there are people many people who all agree you should get on a plane and fly all over the country. And just share your competence. And share your competence. <laughs> so that's something that's earned. Yeah. Right? That's uh -huh. earned from doing. So dude blew up a lot of stuff, I guess. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but probably, actually probably did blow up a lot of stuff in controlled environments. And now so he's can... blowing it up on Poda and Soda. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I love it. All right, on to the next voicemail. Hello, HRCC Podcast. Did you hear about the kids that got into ham radio? Yes, they did it because their dada did it. <laughs> oh, wait, there's more. Why are chickens so funny? Okay. Thank you. Okay, you've got a segue now for your stupid water bottle. Go ahead. Again, not not sponsored. <laughs> but we're totally dropping the affiliate links now because now I have one. Everyone in the family has an Awala bottle that I mentioned last week. But everybody's Awala bottle is a totally different color scheme. Yeah. That is very appropriate for them. I I do love it. I do. I love it so and much. I, was, I carry I was, it with me everywhere. I love it so much. I was a, a I long drink so time. so much water now. <laughs> I was a long time Hydro Flask, like o older than our children, Hydro Flask user, I think. Oh, yeah. I've had 40 ounce Hydro Flask. My recent was a 64 ouncer that I would lug mm -hmm. around. Mm -hmm. This is better for driving, straight up. I, I do feel like I might break this lid 
Like, I'm going to drop it and I'm going to break it. I, mm. I do see that kind of in my future, but it's not very expensive. But for driving, I can drive sip and out sip of a out of it and, yeah. like, we're good. We're uh -huh. good. So the car doesn't get mad at me because I'm not looking at the road Yeah. when I'm trying to drink because out of my, out of my flask, 64 yeah. ounce growler. <laughs> you have to unscrew the top. Right. This is a flip top, you know. But mine nice. looks like a chicken. It's it's it got does. a it chicken, like a chicken color scheme. Looks like a and so when I open it, I go <laughs> But then also we were joking at the fact that like when she opens it, the part you drink out of is red and it looks like a chicken that had his head cut off. Like yeah. gullet like right there. Just drinking the my chicken neck. water. Just drinking my chicken <laughs> just drinking water out of a chicken carcass. Mmm, delicious. Does it remind you of Balut? No. I mean, you, I guess. It's getting my soup. Get my soup. So that's uh, that's our chicken segue. There's a chicken segue. <laughs> and here's the last voicemail. Hello, HRCC Podcast and Josh and Leah. I forgot to tell you one more pun. Love I the pun. I love them so much. I do. So here we go. Yesterday, my wife got mad at me. Because I take all our savings and invested in stock and bows. I told her, hey, chill. It's a sound investment. <laughs> and one more. I promise. One bows. more for this podcast. <laughs> so I had a boy in blue come by my house <laughs> saying he was looking for a man with one eye. I told him, well, if you use both, you might find him quicker. <laughs> Thank you very much, 73. KQ4. I like that one. That, that one I like. That one I like. Thank you. Thank you. There's a whole internet account called Middle Class Fancy on Instagram. And yes. they do like the the things you say in polite conversation that when you break it down, like sounds ridiculous. That's one of them. Like, well, if you open both eyes, you might be able to catch them. Right. It, it means the same thing yes. both ways. Like, yes. oh. Is that like an onomatopoeia or something? Or it means... An onomatopoeia is a word that sounds like what it is. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what you call a sentence like that. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Great. All right. We're getting into the emails now. If you'd like to email us, you can email us at leahathamtactical.com. We would love to hear your journey through amateur radio. Hey, if you got your license, boy, we'd like to click the bell for you. So send us an email, layathamtactical.com. And if you want to help us out, we run the the podcast through the help of hamtactical.com, which is our merch store. If you would like to send us merch ideas, if we end up making your merch idea, we'll send you one for free. So thank you, everybody, who helps us out by sending those merch ideas. All right. And we'll um, blame Leia for why there's no one with shirts. Yeah, you no should. No yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> the first email is titled I'm not salty at all. Partial credit question. And this comes from Steve. Leia. The partial credit question is talking about someone whose license is expired and past the two year grace period. They are required to retake the technician test, but receive credit for general or extra depending on their expired oh, license. Oh, I see. Interesting. I didn't know that you could so, so you could be an license. extra. You could be an extra. An expired, expired license. And you only have to piss the tech you to get your to extra piss back? piss the tech. Piss the tech. You only have to piss the tech. <laughs> you only have to pass the tech to get your extra? Mm-hmm. 
Wow. The, the best way to piss the tech off <laughs> is you ask them when you're going to upgrade to general. That's how you do it. And that's from Steve KO4AFL, who is a Glarg session manager, ah. an AWRL team lead, Oof. and assistant section manager of South Carolina AWRL. A triple threat. Wow. Uh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's well done. <laughs> Thank you for explaining that. The next email is titled Ham Radio in Scotland and a question about Vermont. Oh, my gosh. We so have many questions. You know, if if there is point, a question in Vermont, we have. This is almost the, the Ham Radio Vermont podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> most of the population of Vermont actually listens to this podcast at this point. Until. Until, Until another another state dethrones Vermont mm-hmm. for the number of consistent correspondents. I want to go ahead and, and just make the statement now. The reason why we are 113 in tech is because of Vermont. our Vermont listeners. Yes. Yep. Well done, 100%. Vermont. Thank, Thank you. you. Take that, Bill Mayer. Take Bill Mar. <laughs> I think it's Bill Maher. Oh. It's not like John Mayer, <laughs> the political pundit. All right. Your voter fraud is a wonderland. (laughs) (laughs) This comes from Marvin. My stepson is getting married next month in Scotland. Oh. My wife and I are going over for the wedding. I was thinking I might pack my Baofeng and try to make some contacts. Mm. You know what? Our across-the-street neighbor, not the one who's afraid of George, Mm. the other one, is also in Scotland and is also getting married. (laughs) Could it be? Could it be to the... There's definitely no one else doing that. (laughs) That would be impossible. Is, uh, Marvin, is... (laughs) Is your stepson marrying an American girl in Scotland? <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> okay. I don't think that's how, yeah, it, I don't know. That's how this goes. Okay, go on. Uh, go ahead with your Baofeng shade. Yeah. No, it's not a shame against the Baofeng. It's uh, reciprocity. So I, I don't know about Scotland reciprocity. Uh, you using your American call sign in Scotland, I don't know, is allowed. You will need to look that up. You know, maybe maybe Baofangs are just like you can do whatever you want with them over there. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you can still do whatever you want with a Baofang in the states, and it doesn't stop working when you go to Scotland <laughs> with it. So yeah, you could totally break the law in a foreign country if you want to. Uh, what are they gonna do? <laughs> fine you? I'm guessing. <laughs> then they have to find you she and is there find extra... <laughs> me to find me they're gonna extradite you for a ham radio crime <laughs> that's when the, the that's when the militant wing of the fcc shows up to extradite you <laughs> that's see that's what the license fees are for mm-hmm. extradition that's... yeah i want to tap it i want to tap the knowledge of the group i was able to find a repeater list online and it looks like the frequencies are fairly consistent with ours will i be legal to transmit there no don't know well can you give me the protocols for this nope 
Do I need to take a copy of my license? Any help is greatly appreciated. Yeah. You need to look up ham radio reciprocity to Scotland. The ARRL does a very good job with a lot of countries, not all of them. I am now stalling because Leia is typing feverishly. And whenever I hear Leia typing feverishly, I know she's <laughs> working on something. So uh, the ARRL has a website. It's called Reciprocal Permit. And it says that Scotland is not on this list. Well, it might be under the United Kingdom. Oh, that's that's a possibility. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna go there for you. For you, Marvin. Uh, Uganda, United Emirates, United Nations headquarters. We don't have reciprocity with the UK. That doesn't make sense. Really? Uh, there's some uh, agreement. I don't know. Uh, really? Did you know the emotional damage guy is Irish? I did not know yep. that. That's Very not Irish. relevant here. And we're talking about Scotland. Well, you know what? <laughs> you always did it to me. So how do you like that? Asian person who likes asian creators who also is irish <laughs> okay somebody did ask this question can i operate in the united kingdom with a u.s license uh yes with some extra paperwork you'd be operating under the cept you need to be an extra to general license oh, but not in the uk You'll need a proof of license and U.S. citizenship and a copy of the FCC official notice. And then you'd need to know the local frequency uh, permissions. And you'd be operating under the European Conference of Postal and Com Telecommunication Administrations. So there you go. I will pop this into the show notes for you. And you can head on over there because Josh is like, I don't know. But I do know. You just Googled it. Yeah. Someone else knows. You're just reading what someone else knows. Yeah, but now I know it. And You're so not does everybody this. else who listens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, Marvin continues, first, let me clarify, the chief volunteer co-producer, Nathan, always makes the point of saying he is from Southern Vermont. I'm not throwing shade here. I'm just curious. Why the distinction? Teach me something about Vermont. It is my understanding that they call people from the South the Lowlanders. Is that right? We, we've covered some of this deep lore. Yeah, but I think it has more to do with the severity of weather no and terrain no actually it has the most to do with the fact that he lives there what in southern vermont yeah but you, you, the reason he says he's from I, there because <laughs> that's where he actually but lives. why the distinction between north and south vermont's not that big of a state you know because man i don't i don't know no, I think it's a geographic difference. Like, there's actually an elevation at, at in the northern side. All right. 
Well, I'm sure that our Vermonters will chime in, now, hopefully. Now, this could be my upside-down mind, always thinking that when you go to the north, things must get taller. <laughs> it is very likely that I could have these upside-down. <laughs> the, the south is higher, and the north is the flatland. But I don't think that's true because the Appalachians, right? I can just... Gotta get up in there. I don't know. All right. End? Well... Is that the end of the Appalachians? I wonder, Jesus. Well, Marvin signs off. Thanks, now, Marvin. Now, I am feverishly typing. So many feverishly typings going on today. <laughs> KY for CPA, HRCC Financial Correspondence. If, oh, we need that. If I can claim that title. Absolutely. Your call sign ends in CPA. The I, freaking trail ends in Maine. The Appalachian ends in Maine. Okay. I, I might, I feel like I might, you know, I love California, but I feel like that's I might so, want to do the Appalachians. That's going to be so cold. I think I might want to do the Appalachians because I'm so just out of pocket and all of the East Coast. So you decided that you want to rough it? I want to go the... further away from the family. <laughs> I want to both be completely secluded to society, but further from my family. Right, because that's exactly what I want. That yeah, of that course. you undertake something that could be potentially dangerous and puts you completely off grid with yeah. no efficient way for me to get to you quickly. Oh yeah, <laughs> that... you have ham radio. <laughs> I've I've given you all the tools, Leia. What if this podcast is always... just to prepare you <laughs> for my inevitable? For <laughs> Wow. <laughs> just, you know, you, you can always contact me when it's my turn for visitation on <laughs> Two Meter Simplex. I'll be in the van in the front yard. <laughs> That's what Alex said, too. If, if he and Sarah were to ever divorce, he would just get a trailer and put it in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> All right. I mean, I still need to get around, so it would be a, a van. <laughs> okay. Be a van, life. Yeah, van life. I was just talking about that with my OA. <laughs> we were talking about how, like, she was like, you know, kids today, there's just like, they just expect so much. <laughs> and I'm like, well, you also have to put into perspective that, like, there is a social media system that has propped up this unattainable everything. Yeah. Like, Let's just take van life, for example. Just van life. Those are like six-figure vans. Right. They're, they're six-figure <laughs> vans to start. Even if you, like, and, and then if you make it your own, right, if you, like, built it your own, that's like six tons of, of death rolling down the road. Because you filled that with, with slate and, <laughs> and concrete for no goddamn reason. You get an accident, it's going to kill everybody with <laughs> quarter mile radius just from shrapnel but you know what's like really ironic though yeah. so many people in the younger generations didn't want to drive <laughs> and now they all want a van life <laughs> i was like do you know how much driving is involved in van life? Do you know that when you own the van you drive it to those far-flung destinations but so what i was trying to tell her is that like it, it's this idea that when when I make a video, I can make it look however I want. Like yes. I can frame the camera, I can do all kinds of things, I can behave on camera in a way that is completely inauthentic. Right. 
and a lot of the van lifers cut you out. You don't even like ham radio. <laughs> I don't even like it. A uh, lot of van, the, the van lifers cut out all the, the nasty bits, oh, the boring yeah, yeah, yeah. bits, the tired parts, the redundancies. They cut all of that out. Yeah, like and the they parts where you, you have to handle the uh, sanitation issues. Right, right. <laughs> like... Where do you put my poop? Yes. <laughs> I am now fully responsible. I'm driving my poop around. <laughs> that is my life in a van. So she, I'm explaining this to her, and she starts busting up laughing. She's like, you don't understand. My son is van lifing it right now. <laughs> She's like, you nailed it so hard. And I'm like, really? Or it's either her, it's either the son or son-in-law. I think it's the son-in-law. Um, without the daughter-in-law? Well, or, <laughs> or without the, the daughter? No, it must be the son. A- anyway. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> was right. like, nah, man, nah. <laughs> And she, he's, and she said, no, he's up in Washington State. He's van lifing it to go to school. And I'm like, so that is the most legitimate reason to van life. Yeah. Like if, so if Or somebody, if you're like a Google employee still right, working if, on the campus. Right, right. If somebody, if somebody had like a really sweet job and yeah. they wanted to just like min-max saving money. Yeah. Like van lifing is actually pretty sweet. Yeah. Because you park it and yeah, there's a lot of logistics that just suck. Mm-hmm. But you can make a killing because you're not having to rent. You own whatever. Yeah. You pocket everything. And if you're going to school, that's a really good way to save money because you don't have to pay rent. Yeah. You don't have to do any of this stuff. And that is the best example. Yeah. It's the people who like, well, right now I'm in uh, I'm in Zion, as you can see behind me. Right. And then next week I'm going to be in the Pacific Northwest where I'm going to be. I'm not going to uh, lie. It is. Uh, I, I am a little bit jealous. I'm not, yeah, but like but if, the I could, guys if I could of the genuinely... guys of like I'm a software developer and I work from I'm a I'm a work at home software developer. And so I just like um, I work while I drive across the country and I get to, <laughs> I get to stay in all these beautiful lands while I work on my laptop like i just i can't i want to see their code i want to see their code and this, so bad. and this is why the companies are like you have to come back to work you gotta come back to work <laughs> we watch your you, videos you cannot code while you drive my guy <laughs> and maybe this is because or, we know you or cut my out the lady bo- we know we know you cut out the bo- boring parts but in none of your videos i've seen no unit testing <laughs> i cannot trust you i cannot trust you but yeah, okay, so the thing that like gets me the most about van life, though, mm-hmm. is I didn't even expect this to be a thing. I didn't did. think you'd dive in on this, but all right, here we here we are. It it all seems so wonderful. Yeah, right. I have also wanted a van. Yeah, just not to live out of, but like you a were weekender. actually the one who was like, we should get a van. Like yeah. a, like an adventure van, like a yeah, van instead of an RV, in. a van because yeah. it's much more drivable. Yada, yada yada. Whatever, it doesn't work. I read an article of somebody who did van life mm-hmm. and kind of revealed all of the issues with it. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is, you have to be super comfortable with mooching off of people because you're gonna have to mooch storage off of your family because you're not actually fitting your whole life in the van yeah someone is holding yeah a good amount of your stuff i think your, my mom still your sentimentality mm-hmm. right but you're also when you're visiting people 
you're having to do all of your van related sanitation maintenance and everything at people's homes. Yeah. Is it okay if I dump my cassette pooper in your backyard? <laughs> so, and you end up, if you have access, you're staying with a friend, you probably end up staying longer because now you have access to a real restroom and amenities and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so that's something I actually don't like imposing on people. So that's something I would not. But there's ways around that. Like if you get like a 24-hour fitness, like. A Planet Fitness. Planet Fit. Yes, that, yeah. it's cheaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get you a tanning have... bed. Right. <laughs> All I do is stay in my van so much. I'm I'm deprived on vitamin D and tanning. <laughs> and massage chairs. No, but I mean, like, the, there, there's always a solution. Okay. So when anyone says, like, you got to get comfortable with mooching off people, that just tells me that they're unwilling to spend to solve that problem. But using a public locker room restroom is not the Fine. same as using a, a restroom in a home. You have complete privacy when you're in a home. You're not. You're I'm not... just showering. And using the restroom. What What happens when you go to the restroom in, in, in public? Places? Okay, you know what? I, I feel like you, Leia, are, using. Are people... I, th- I feel like using public restrooms is one of the least pleasant parts of living in society. <laughs> okay. It's. I hate it. Do you know that feeling you get? <laughs> let me let me tell you about the way to like twist this, like okay. get this all upside down in your head. Do you remember that feeling you would get when you made like a, a couch fort and you buried yourself like really deep inside and someone said like, Leia, where's Leia? And you got that like. Yeah, I recreate warm... that almost every time you come home. The kids and I go hide yeah. and wherever you we get, can. You get that like warm, cuddly feeling. Uh-huh. Now, hear, hear me out about public bathrooms. No. No, you're not going to turn go. public bathrooms into a warm, cuddly Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's impossible. Here we go. You are hidden in that stall. No, you're not. There's no one you, there's looking for you. There's gaps in the doors. No one's looking there's for you. There's like gaps from the, the bottom of the door hear to the out, floor. There's no like one, all this open space on top. Hear me out. Hear me. No one cares about you. No one wants anything to do with you. They're not looking for you. You don't go to public restrooms with children. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because our children are like going under into other people's stalls. Not not anymore. Like they're crawling. No, no, they don't. Elbow crawling. Yeah, yeah. Still. Um, No, but like that, that is the whole thing with the public restroom is once you realize no one's coming for you or looking for you or whatever, you could just pretend like you're on like a little hidden mission and you're just listening to society happening around you, the public, like doing their living. You mean listening to other people? Not Go like, to the restroom. Not like going to the restroom, <laughs> like, but like conversations they have and all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying work, not I'm to listen to anybody <laughs> when I'm in the restroom. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to drown out all the sounds. So that's also good. <laughs> Put the AirPods in. Hit hit the hit the do not disturb. I also do that and then hit the audiobooks and then just pretend you don't even have to pretend it. No one cares that, that you're going to the restroom. Uncomfortable place to be chilling. What is oh, yeah, wrong no, with I, you? I have no problem chilling in a public restroom. No problem. Unless it's like a violent public restroom. Like, 
most I just I don't want to be around other people emptying the waste from their body. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't bother me. It bothers me. I can tell. <laughs> I could say you're a little too uptight about this personally. It's just so gross. <laughs> the next email is titled Tallest Mountain, and this comes from Brian. Oh, yes. Listening to the podcast today, I heard the conversation about the tallest mountain. There's a common misconception that Alaska is not part of the continental USA. This is not true. According to the USGS, okay. the continental United States includes Alaska. I think you meant contiguous. Fine. Sure. Yeah. When we say CONUS, when I say CONUS, it almost never includes Alaska. In fact, I, I don't think it does. I will, I will look that up. It is well, a term I say often. I am. On the USGS website, as linked by Brian, mm -hmm. and it says that the United States is 50 states and the District of Columbia. The continental United States is 49 states, including Alaska, excluding Hawaii, because it's located on the continent of North America. The conterminous United States is the 48 states and the District of Columbia, that is the United States prior to the Alaska state. Okay. So contiguous United States is CONUS. So that's yes. my fault. I, I, uh, okay, fine. Yeah. So contiguous. I'll take the, I'll take the yeah. L. I, I say CONUS often for work. Uh, yes, fine. Continental U.S. Is, includes Alaska, but contiguous does not. Because it's on the continent. Got it. And, and yeah. again, I would like to point out that, like, Alaska's freaking far away. Unlike the breakfast. Alaska's really freaking far away. Just just reminder, when, when you, you know what I meant. I know you know what I meant. I know you know what I meant. You yeah, know. but you were wrong. Oh, I'm wrong. Yeah. Fine. I, I have no problem taking the L on it, but, you, like, you know what I meant. Well, Brian continues. So the tallest <laughs> Brian mountain... wants to twist the knife now. Here we go. <laughs> the tallest mountain in the continental United States Ooh. is Denali, the mountain mm -hmm. formerly known as Mount McKinley. Mount Whitney is the tallest mountain in the conterminous United States or contiguous. Ooh. All right. And that's 73 from Brian. KG to BAD. That's KBAD. Yeah. So that is true. So contiguous United States. I'm looking at the Wikipedia now. But the official is counterminous United States. Counterminous? Counterminous. Counterminous. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to stick with contiguous. Yeah. I like contiguous. Yeah. I like Rolls contiguous. off the tongue. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for that correction, Brian. I always love it when Josh can be wrong. It really fills my heart with joy and laughter. <laughs> it's just her laughing. It's her laughing. All right. And now it's time. It's the All right. The last email is titled, Love the Podcast and the YouTubes. Oh. And this comes from Stephen or Stefan. Jack Stefan. Josh, <laughs> Josh 
and or Leia. I just wanted to say that I love the podcast and the YouTube channel. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you. I like that you guys are on the on-ramp for young under 60 new hams compared to the status quo gatekeeper. I just love the fact that like we are on the on-ramp for the under 60. Everyone under 60. (laughs) Everyone in. If you still have your driver's license, you're on the on-ramp. Let's go. 60 is not even that old. I know it's a joke, Leah. God, why why are you always fact checking everything? It's just hurtful. (laughs) Yeah, it's a joke, Leah. I'm not serious. Uh, I love Leah's raspy old man laugh. What? Wow. Good. You know what? Raspy old man laugh? Good. Good. Because my wife says I laugh the same way. Well, thank you. Uh, I just got my general license thanks to hamstudy.org after getting my technician's license in 2009. Congratulations. I signed up to be a VE after the test. Wow. Is that also a thing? Because he is now a VE? Yay. We don't ring the bell for VE. We do. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, fine. Congratulations, and thank you for your service. <laughs> Keep up the great work in, in the hobby, you two. Adam Kimberly's neighbor, Stephen oh. or Stefan. Oh, I didn't and know then, that. Okay, I think you might. Were you working CW with Adam when he was on, when he was at Heart Lake? That might have been, that might have been him. That's super cool. I don't know. For all we know, Adam crafted this person. <laughs> Are you an automaton? (laughs) Are you a robot that Adam made? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go. Uh, Well, thank you so much. We apologize that this this is going to be a short podcast. I don't think we warned anyone either. Nope. Warned no one. No one was warned. We apologize. Everyone is going to think that it's status quo, so it's going to be a real weird podcast next week. There's no way anybody thinks it's status quo because it's... it's, it's Yeah, we hinted at it last week. That's true. Uh, please, reminder to everybody, come up and say hi. And if you don't know, um, the way the way Huntsville works, Huntsville is actually the shortest of the Hamfests. It's only Saturday, the full day on Saturday, and then a ha- like a partial day on Sunday. So a lot of the... So the, why are you going out on Thursday? Uh, so that I'm going to explain. A lot of the fun... You better. A lot of the fun at Huntsville... <laughs> Isn't the ham fest like it's this is all growing up around the ham fest like Dayton ham hamvention. There are multiple events that has popped up around Dayton that starts earlier. Right. The YouTubers are starting its own thing right now. Right. It's kind of what's happening at the Mont Sano campground. There are people that are there now, like temporarily offline has been there since Monday. Jason is there, I think, today. Just vacationing? Yeah, they're they're all just there doing POTA. They're doing POTA every day. Wow. By the way, this clicking that you've been doing all podcast long with your stupid chicken bottle is all showing up on the mic. I'm hearing it. I haven't pecan, though. I, I, I know. <laughs> we all value that. But, like, just... You can, you know, like you can, you can just hold leave the button. It open? You could hold oh. the button down while you close it. Because it'll it's lose not... its coldness if I leave it open. No, you can leave it closed, but like you can see how it's no open, right? Mm. And then like I hold the button down 
Mm. And then it doesn't click at all. Like there's wow, wow no noise. Wow. But how crazy. will you know when I'm drinking water? I don't need to know when I'm drinking <laughs> water. I just trust you are staying hydrated. <laughs> so the Huntsville Hamfest, again, Friday and uh, sorry, Saturday and Sunday, but the entire week there's someone at Mont Sano. Now, the pavilions at Montsano are the nightlife that I know of in pretty much the entirety of of the Hamfest. You just go up there and you say you're with the the Ham Radio Group. Don't say the YouTubers. Don't say that. The Ham Radio Group. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have a pavilion. We're there until like 11 p.m. every night. Pretty much. Sounds uh, like a party. Friday and what Saturday. What a rager. Friday and Saturday. Nice. So Friday and Saturday, if you're not doing anything, come out to the Montsanos. I I would recommend that you grab food beforehand because I'm not going to Little Caesars anytime soon again <laughs> after the gunplay. What are you talking about? I told this story. Tell it again. <laughs> so... I so last year, by the way, Vern, shout out to Vern Six. Vern bought the pavilions both nights. He paid for it. What? Paid for it. Vern is the oh, man. Vern. He takes care of us so many times throughout the year. We we love Vern. But last year I bought Saturday. Saturday was I, I tried to make it like, you know, Ham Radio Crash Course, trying to do a lot here. So I paid for the pavilion. And I said I was just gonna buy a bunch of pizzas. Everybody come out. Mm-hmm. So I bought like 12 or 14 pizzas. Mm -hmm. I bought a ton of pizzas from Little Caesars. Was it enough? Yeah. Yeah, it was enough. And in fact, people took pizza home. So I was super happy. Mm -hmm. So just like half a mile from the hotel mm -hmm. is a Little Caesars. So I ordered a bunch of pepperoni, a bunch of cheese, just 50, flip, 50 sure. split kind of thing. I, I called ahead. I waited the appropriate amount of time, went down there and went to pick up the pizza. Well, this is the story of when I rolled into the, the pizza place mm -hmm. and there was a dude, there was two guys who rolled into the shop and started yelling at somebody in the back that was working and they started to like get in a fight in the lobby. Over what? pizza? No. So then they go outside and there's some people screaming and whatever. And he comes back in. The, the manager goes outside, drags him back in and says like, you just got to stay inside. A mom comes back for the two kids that entered saying like, you know, this guy was talking a bunch of smack or whatever. They're yelling back and forth, like in the little Caesars. Then they leave. Then four random, like in addition to the two guys who have beef with the person in the back, then like four other people show up. Four people for, what the, is for the two outside. And then three other people show up for the guy in the back. The guy in the back comes out, and now he has a bit of a posse, and the other people have a bit of a posse, and they're, like, in front of the Little Caesars, in front of the plate glass, right? And they're yelling back and forth. What are they yelling I'm about? I'm just waiting for my pizza. What are they It's like about? high school beef, high school beef. So the dude from the back of the Little Caesars runs back inside and grabs a bag. Okay. He runs back outside, and then I'm looking at the plate glass window from their backs right from the point of view of their backs okay and i see a glock getting passed around <gasps> so there's literally a gun that's out right now 
the manager's outside trying to like calm everybody down. I'm looking at the three or four people that are in the lobby like everybody please if you if you can stand up and let's all slide over to where there is no glass and it's just cinder block mm-hmm. as walls. Yeah. So let's all just slide over there. And I tell the woman behind the counter I'm like they have a gun that they're passing around. Would you please call the police? Mm-hmm. And she doesn't call the police. What? Yeah. It, Why not? I don't know. But it, it all gets, it all ends up kind of semi-wrapping up. Like, the, there's still kids loitering all over, all around the place. The one dude comes back in. The manager comes back in. The pizzas are done. And I'm like, to the guy, the manager, he's like, I'm so sorry about all this. I'm like, you, you saw that guy with the gun, right? You saw the gun? He's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's okay. It's okay. I'm like, okay, I need you to take half of these pizzas with me so I can get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. And he helped me carry the pizzas to the to my rental, in which I loaded them then into the rental and got the hell out of it. So there. you're not like forgetting pizza. Again. I'm not doing the pizza again okay. unless it's a delivery. I'm not I'm not chipping in for can, anything. Can I tell you a list of things I would like you to bring back for me from Huntsville? Like right now? Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. sure. Uh Konica Hickory Smoke Sausage. Wickles pickles. I don't think you're going to be able to do the Wickles pickles though, because it's you're not going to be able to carry it on. Uh, Golden flake thin and crispy chips. What? Okay. Golden flake. Yeah. Um. Also, like in different flavors, you know. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, you can't bring that. Uh. I have access to that. Priester's pecans. Okay. It's it's nuts and treats from Priester's. Ooh, golden eagle syrup. Now, I don't know. Oh, how... my God. Just juiced golden eagles? <laughs> it's been uh, It's been open for over 100 years. Oh, my God. It's eagle flavored syrup? It's cane sugar, molasses, pure honey, and corn syrup. No, that's not good. It's all of the sweeteners <laughs> combined in one. I want that. I also would like Dale's seasoning, but I don't know how you're going to be able to get that. That's also a liquid. I mean, you can ship stuff home, I think. You've got a light day on Friday. You can just get the things and then ship them home. And if you're going to do that, then I would also like... Uh, <laughs> Buffalo Rock Ginger Ale. Thank you. <laughs> I, send me the link to all that stuff. Yeah, okay. I don't know how to collect all of that at this point. I think you'll figure it out. No, I don't know that that's... I think you'll figure it out as somebody who loves me very much and is wow. watching your children. Wow. Taking, keeping the home. Keeping the home. <laughs> keeping it. Just yes. keeping it at this point. Taking care of your beloved dog. Okay, now you got me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I wasn't sold on the kids. You're going to do that regardless. I... Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. You can ship it. You don't have to carry it on. I, 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 you make it sound like you just go somewhere and like ship all this crap. Yeah. I mean, you may have to bring the sausage with you because that's not going to be like shippable because i think it's refrigerated what what does that mean like i'm just gonna bring it with me 
you're gonna carry it on. Sir, I've noticed that you're wearing a bunch of uh, sausage <laughs> as a scarf. That's still refrigerable, refrigeratable. It's not a liquid, though. Yeah, you can carry it on the plane, but that's not getting around your requirement to refrigerate it. <laughs> what, what do this you mean? This is room temperature flying, sir. <laughs> it's sausage. It'll be fine for your flight. How long's your flight? What? I don't know. Oh, can you also get me organic blue grits? Like blue corn? Yeah. Like blue corn grits? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'll try. That seems yeah. like this seems like a lot of stuff that is not in one location that I would get. I bet it's all in. Honestly, I bet it's all in the in the airport. That's... There's no way. There is <laughs> no freaking way. There's no way. Mm, you no. think you could bring back some scones? <laughs> some scones? Yeah. What do you mean? Scones. Oh, scones. Yeah. No. No. You're really disappointing me. I just there's so many. Then you should so come. many misses. Then you so come. many misses here. You should come out. I have children to take care of, and hey, a man. dog, to to take care of. So she can go back and get trained. We know that already. She, I bet she misses her trainer actually. Yeah. Yeah, you do. That trainer was walking her like three times a day. So. Uh, all I know is that the schools are wrong. <laughs> you should all come out to Huntsville Hamfest. That is the right answer. Yeah, I don't think so. Not not until the school year changes. I honestly feel <laughs> like if you just if you, first week back, you know, the kids are doing fine. Everybody's good. Uh huh. We just fly out on Thursday. You lose two days. That's it. Done. It's just done. Lose Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Come back on Sunday. Yeah. Maybe. So, you know. That's... Solid maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's just what it is. Like, hey, we got it. We, we book it every year. That's just what it is. You guys moved into our territory, not the other way around. <laughs> this was, we were good. We were all good. Josh, this all can be avoided if you just get me the things that I asked for. <laughs> I can't Thank get you. all of them. I can't get all of Thank them. You. There's no way. Thank you. There's no way. There's no I'm way. I'm going to just keep giving you lists every time you go somewhere without me now. <laughs> That's fine. But I can't get all of it. I know that. I know that. I'm going to get some of it. Maybe. I think the right answer is what is in the Air and Space Museum gift shop? <laughs> That's a real question. All right. Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We have a lot of fun making the podcast, and the fact you listen means a lot to us. 73. 73. Huntsville Hamfest!